Hey, it's post-editing Brenda here today to mention that this is episode 69 of our podcast and this topic is a little risque than usual and we've said some stuff, but I figured this just needed a little bit more of a warning. (laughs) Anyway, so definitely don't listen around any children or minors or anything. This is definitely an 18 plus podcast this week, especially more so than usual. So thanks for listening. Have a great day. This is a good one. Please enjoy. Goodbye. Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin He-They-She and host Brenda She-Her have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Welcome to episode 69, Secret yes. Histories of Nerd <laughs> Mysteries. We've come a long way. And we have. <laughs> I, I like how we're like, this is a, like, sure, we've done it a year. Sure, we did 50 episodes. But this is the actual milestone we are waiting for all year, everybody. Exactly. We've made it to episode 69. <laughs> <laughs> when we got to, like, 40, we were like, oh, episode 50. We were like, wait episode 69 it approaches <laughs> like what are we gonna do what can we do because like we have like an explicit marker you know like we can talk mm-hmm. about some pretty risque stuff but mm-hmm. like we don't want to push it <laughs> yeah apple is pretty strict about what they'll yeah. allow you to say and still be on their podcasting platform and they are uh one of the it's, it's apple and spotify and the rest are mm-hmm. good too Everyone else on the other platforms, you also matter. But if Apple deplatforms you, it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> nail in the coffin. <laughs> it's over. Apple and Spotify, it's over. It's over. And we're like classy fucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine us in like matching suits saying the word fuck. <laughs> pip pip. <laughs> Total pip. Fuck. <laughs> um, so first, before I reveal, because I was tasked with the difficult task of what topic can we do that's suitable for um, the big milestone of episode 69? And what can we nice. do without being too much? And mm. I think I found a good one. But before that, let's get to the news. It's Wh- news time, everybody. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> one of these days, I'm going to remember to like, send Esperanza a message be like we need some stings no you're this. not what's gonna happen is Esperanza's gonna hear that and message us yes <laughs> and we'll be like yeah we'll get back to you and then we're gonna forget again and then Esperanza's gonna be like it's done and i'll be like okay here's the money <laughs> um so first up uh so sakurai has is you know done with smash uh and his seat has not even gotten cold before the Smash clones have v- v- swarm in like vultures. <laughs> uh, so the first one was the Nickelodeon one, which is mm-hmm. up for like fighting game of the year at the Game Awards. I don't know. It's so sure. Um, <laughs> and next up, we have Multiverses, which is Warner Brothers Smash clone. Um, a lot of people have marked how like this. So this game got leaked like 
a month ago mm-hmm. to the point where like all of the posts about it on Twitter were like hit with um copyright claims to have the media taken down which were kind of like oh so it's real and then warner brothers like we don't know what you're talking about and it's like you hit it with a you can't hit a copyright claim if it's not real like it has to be real to get that exactly like um, yeah wild <laughs> <laughs> so it's real they finally unveiled it we saw the trailer it is bonkers um because it so did you see space jam new legacy What's what's if Bugs Bunny lost and the multiverse of Warner Brothers did have to fight in a serververse is what it feels like. Yeah, pretty much. And the weird here's the weird thing is that not only does it have like all of like the characters, you know, and um, maybe love, maybe not love. Mm -hmm. There's Game of Thrones characters in there. Couldn't care less. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it reminds you how much stuff like it's so weird when media companies do this. You're like, do you remember all the stuff we own? And you're like, I didn't. But now I don't know how I feel about it. Exactly. But they've also inserted their own new character, which is like this weird green bear thing. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, why did you need to do that? Like, why? I don't like, know why there's an original OC. Is um, there like a story campaign? No, the main focus is 2v2 competitive play. And then there's like typical Smash play, like solo and like four person fights and stuff. Yeah. Um, but they said the main focus is 2v2 competitive play. Um, it's weird because it's fully voiced by like people who like voice these. Like Kevin Conroy is the voice for Batman in this game. Tara That's Strong, <laughs> who's the voice for Harley Quinn in the Harley Quinn animated series, is the voice for Harley Quinn in this game. Like Matthew Lillard is voicing Shaggy, who is Ultra Instinct Shaggy. Which <laughs> I, which I need to say, I don't know who made that meme. Like I don't know who the first person was who was like Shaggy is an Eldridge being meme, but. I hope you get your fucking money because Warner Brothers yeah. really is has been milking that meme for engagement for so long. Absolutely. If you're listening, if you happen to be listening, um, originator of yeah, Shaggy. <laughs> Shaggy meme, you deserve to be paid for this. Like they're uh, marketing, they're keeping this brand alive with what you created. So a hundred percent, you could sue them. Yeah. Um, but like Garnet from Steam Universe is voiced by Estelle, which is another like, hey Estelle, are you busy not being an absolute icon of <laughs> fashion, music, and animation when you want to go voice a fighting game? And she's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's why, and it's wild because like I don't know if they're like new spoken lines or if it's just like they're taking lines that these characters say like historically in their shows, you know? Because that's whatever. Like they could just pull that because they own mm-hmm. those that audio. Um, but. All we do, Multiverses releases in 2022 on PS5, PS4, all of the Xboxes, PC, and not Nintendo. <laughs> Get fucked, Nintendo. Uh, which, I don't know if that's Nintendo being like, they don't want competition from a fighting game, like a platformer. Um, I don't know if that was a decision from Warner Brothers, but it's not releasing on Nintendo. I think that just might be like how different Nintendo's hardware is from the other ones. Mm, like that's true. you have you can make like a version and then like do like an easy port between PC, PS5 and yeah. uh, whatever the Xbox is called right now. Um there's a lot of them I won't list all of them. So, it, yeah, it there's so many. Full, and it is full crossplay and I don't think Nintendo can handle that. No. Y- you have to build and like this was like a really big thing when the when the Wii was out but like it's still prevalent mm-hmm. with the switch is that like you have to rebuild your whole game for the switch so yeah. i get it i don't think it's like because smash is on there because like there's mm-hmm. been i think like when cartoon network did that fighting game like long long mm-hmm. long, long 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 time ago i think that was just on the wii 
Yeah. So, yeah. And if but, I remember correctly, I think yeah. this game is also free to play. It is. Yeah, that's the weird thing is that they're putting it on the PS5 with brand new console and it's like a free to play but you buy DLC Fortnite style type thing. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Is it so I'm like is it going to be skins? Is it going to be fighters? Like if it's fighters, I'm like that's fair. If it's skins, I'm like I'm not going to buy a skin and I say that until they release a Harley <laughs> Quinn skin and I'm like, "Well, uh-huh. I legally have to buy it." <laughs> yeah, I'm embarrassed by how many Overwatch you can't buy a skin in Overwatch. You have to like gamble for it. But also know that I am <laughs> One, I don't play Overwatch anymore, just so everyone knows. Anyway, I also do have a gambling streak in me. (laughs) Mama needs that skin. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I need that one right now. I must be the most aesthetic person on this board. (laughs) But it's, uh, yeah, the confirmed characters so far are Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, Shaggy, Bugs Bunny, Tom and Jerry, Arya Stark. From Game of Thrones, Jake the Dog, Finn the Human, It's Adventure Time, Steaming Universe, Garnet, <laughs> and Rain Dog, which is the original character Brenda spoke of. I Rain don't know. Dog. I don't know why it exists. Rain Dog. Why? I guess I he's have, not a bear. He's a dog. I have no idea who won he the doesn't. fucking OC he, pool for that to oh, put he there. He doesn't fit. <laughs> He doesn't fit in. You look, it's like Batman next to like this cute little rain dog. And it's like, I would feel bad punching him. I'm also going to feel bad punching Steven because he's a child. <laughs> yeah, they, it's weird because they use child model Steven. And I'm like, there's a model for Steven at the end of the series where he's 18. You could have. Yeah, <laughs> I feel less bad about punching 18 year old. I guess I'd also feel bad punching Finn, but Finn gets punched a lot. I guess Steven gets punched a lot, too. Yeah, they're from, like, I just don't want to be the person actively doing it. (laughs) I could Uh, punch Jake, no hesitation. Just watch out, Jake. (laughs) I'm going to punch you. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) In other news, um, uh, so a little, uh, I don't know if you know, um, LeVar Burton. Oh, um, yes. We'll be hosting a game show. Name by the name of Trivial Pursuit. I don't know if you heard of that game. Oh, maybe I've come across it in my journeys through the Target. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, this is huge. This is great. I'm so excited for him because back in September, Lavar Burton was on the Daily Show talking about how even so he didn't he never really like named Jeopardy by name if I remember the interview correctly, but he talked about how it was interesting because he had his sight so set on something that he thought he wanted and then realized he didn't want it. Mm-hmm. Um. Once he didn't get it. Uh, and that his team was looking for him to do something, like, that he wanted to host a game show, but he was looking for something that would, like, fit his aesthetic better. Yeah. Um, and he, him and his team are going to be uh, creating a trip pursuit. He's an executive producer, host, and one of the co-creators for this game show that they're going to make for him the host. That's uh, rad. So when it premieres, we're going to watch it. Absolutely. It's going to be great. It's I'm sure it's going to be lovely. Um. It's partnered with Hasbro, who makes Trivial Pursuit. If you didn't know, Hasbro probably makes every single fucking board game your uncle brings out at Christmas that you don't want to play is probably made by Hasbro. Except for Monopoly. Really? I like, I like, well, who makes Monopoly? One second. It's Hasbro, right? All right, let's bring Google Monopoly. The fucking Foley of you toppling whatever tower that was to get Monopoly out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, get right. hey, get out of here. Get, hey. <laughs> Do you want to know some other who makes other board games? Sure. Uh, 
Um, sorry is also Hasbro. <laughs> um, Milton Bradley makes Battleship, but I think Hasbro has it. I'm pretty Wait sure they do. Did Hasbro buy out Milton Bradley? I think so. Wait a sec. Oh my god. So, what I'm wondering is, do you think Hasbro will just start making every board game into, uh, like, are we gonna get, like, a Monopoly-style, like, who wants to be a millionaire game show? I'd be into it. It'll be hosted by Charlie Day. <laughs> so I'm here for it. I love it. It would be one of those like physical board game show. Like you have to like you actually move around the Monopoly board. I'm actually very into this idea. <laughs> so Austin, I think we've yeah. talked about this before. I like playing Monopoly. I do too. We have yeah. because we both like playing Monopoly, and everyone we else do. in the world hates Monopoly. I saw. Um, and I get that it's a very defeating experience, but there's just something about it that I'm like, yeah, get that board out there. Yeah, Maybe it's I, because I just have played it so many times. I know the rules by heart. I can just jump in and go. Mm-hmm. It's just nice. It's familiar. It's easy. I know mm-hmm. it's going to happen. I'm going to lose all my money. It's whatever. Like I just like, like, people like people like, oh, <laughs> I don't play Monopoly because you love it so much. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm bad at it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not good at it. Like, I'm, I'm not going to beat you. Like, I'm you've absolutely seen me, terrible. <laughs> you've seen me manage my money in real life. <laughs> You think I can manage fake money? I care about this money even less. Yeah, it's like, this has no bearing on my life at all. So I'm going to buy Park Place, even though it's not the most uh, financially feasible. I just yeah. want it to yeah. have it. Also, I, if you play like the special versions where it's like, this one is K.K. Slider and I need K.K. Slider in my repertoire. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I only have like boring Monopoly. Oh, um, and my partner won't let me get a special edition because like we have Monopoly. I'm like, yeah, but I could have Steam Universe Monopoly and Sailor yeah. Moon Monopoly and like Legend yeah. of Zelda Monopoly. And that was like when they release them, like they don't stay out forever. Like they usually make no. them for like that year and then it's gone. And then you can go on eBay and get someone's used copy for like four hundred dollars. And I'm like, okay, it's not an actual collector's item. It's a board game. <laughs> yeah, it, people treat them like collector's items. Like I have a closet full of many different. Do you want me to go list the monopolies I have real quick and then we'll move on? <laughs> Please do, because it was a short... I have one more news, but the LeVar one was short. This feels in LeVar's spirit. He loves fun. Yeah. Okay, so we've got NASCAR... Did did boring-ass Monopoly sneak into my house? No, this is Disney Monopoly, and then I have another Monopoly, and then I have another Disney Monopoly. Star Wars... I wonder what they released this year, because every year they release, like, something that's... Remember when they released the, like, Monopoly woman one, and it was like, hey, no. <laughs> I've got Pokemon, I've got Mickey Mouse, I've got Disney Monopoly, this specific Pixar. I've got... Oh my fucking god, there's a Dragon Ball Z Monopoly that came out oh this year. god! And then I've got another, um, Dis- another NASCAR one. There's Monopoly Jr. There's Super Mario Monopoly. Um, Animal Crossing. So that K.K. Slider joke was, like, based in reality. Oh, nice. There's Monopoly Pizza Game. There's Stranger Things Monopoly. Uh, there's Avengers Monopoly. Fortnite Monopoly. Oh, God. <laughs> are there micro... No, you're fine. Is, are there microtransactions in Fortnite Monopoly? Oh, my God. You have a DLC to <laughs> do a Fortnite dance. There's Falcon and Winter Soldier Monopoly. Eternals Monopoly. What? Okay, this is getting way too niche. Wait, there's Space Jam Monopoly for no. Space Jam New Legacy. Oh, wait. Wait. <laughs> wait. Austin, wait. that's the one! Wait. Austin, that's the one! Please tell me it's in stock somewhere still. It's gotta be. It's We got it. Wait. Okay, yeah, wait. Wait. 
Wait, <laughs> Wait. You can he- you're gonna hear me typing. I'm gonna get a like a arm for my microphone eventually. I gotta so I to- enter my birth date to proceed. <laughs> That's like when I bought it. I bought a scratch card yesterday, and I like walked up to the counter, and the lady was just like, "Um, are you over 18?" And I just looked her dead in the eyes. I was like, "I'm 30." And then I tried to hand her my ID, and she just wouldn't take it. I was like, "Okay." All I right. gotta call my local board game store to be like, hey, could you order me Space <laughs> Okay, okay. It's $12.50. What, really? Okay, it's on Amazon, so not ideal. But if you I'm can't low- find it anywhere else. Get it tomorrow, you say. Get it tomorrow, November 21st, for $12.50. Like, come on, I don't think. I... It's not hey, It's not going to hey. be at Target. <laughs> I am on Target's website. Hey, they have uh, the Owen Wilson from Loki as a toy. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> kind of want that. It's weird, because like, they have like a bunch of the Marvel heroes, right? And they have like some X-Men toys, like they always do, like 90s X-Men cartoon toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some spider- I'm like scrolling through the Hasbro page, and then I see oh, just oh, it's Owen Wilson, because like that's that's the character. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this motherfucker has an action figure of him, and is going to be in the greatest movie of all time next year. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we gotta move on. We gotta move on. Really? I'm sorry. I know we gotta move on. There's also a Connect Four Shots Space Jam edition where you have to, like, throw oh balls to get them in God. the slot to play Connect Four, and it looks really cool. <laughs> We are just absolute <laughs> whores for brand. <laughs> oh, we are. It's awful, but also it makes life exciting. Oh my god, wait, the fucking, the Monopoly one has a basketball hoop you shoot to score points in. What? This is the best version of Monopoly. It does! <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Alright, this is cool. This hey, is really cool. Please, someone out there with brand connections, we will we will hype your brand up so good you don't understand. This is we, this is unscripted. That wasn't paid for. We're just that excited yeah. for a stupid. We love thing. Monopoly. <laughs> All right, we got to move Something on. Something else I'm Austin. excited about is King of the Hill. Yeah, you've got King of the Hill news. Uh, so King of the Hill um was taken off Adult Swim a while ago. It was like a huge deal in the fandom because it was no longer on TV for the first time in years. Big tragedy. This week, King of the Hill is returning to Adult Swim on Sunday. Oh, hell yeah! But also, on Thanksgiving Day here in the US, it will be airing a King of the Hill marathon all night. Yeah, get fucked, Bob's Burgers. (laughs) The reason why this is exciting news, you're like, Austin, one, why do you know this? Yeah, I checked the adult swim fucking guide you don't okay weird (laughs) (laughs) two (laughs) yeah i check it weekly what of it (laughs) (laughs) it's exciting news because it's like that's like a big push and as i talked about in king of the hill episode episode like 30 something i think or 40 something i don't know whenever Uh, we did that (laughs) There's been so much buzz around a potential King of the Hill revival. The creators want one. The studios come to them two different times and be like, we're going to reboot the show. And then kind of just like stopped answering their text messages. Um, that it feels like they're like testing the waters to make sure like TV viewership is there. Because online King of the Hill is like a huge deal. Oh, yeah. But uh, we ain't got fucking cable. <laughs> so <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't help them for like views for ads for ratings. Yeah, exactly. Um, they got to make sure people who've got cable are still into King of the Hill. So that that is my headcanon, is that in the next... It is currently November 20th. By November 20th, 2022, 
I'm going live on the record. I think we'll hear news about a full-on King of the Hill revival series. Manifesting that. <laughs> Brenda, take us into sexy. No, wait, I have some news. <laughs> no, wait, Brenda has news and it's sexy. It- <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. News is. <laughs> so as of recording this weekend is anime NYC. I think that's what it's called, mm-hmm. which is a big anime convention in New York. It is. They're premiering a n- brand new Lupin movie, like the the English premiere of it, and they're like doing like giveaways and like masks and stuff. But they were also supposed to do the premiere of the um, movie Twenty Four from the Conan franchise, the Detective Conan franchise. I don't know if you've been listening. I don't know if you know <laughs> that I am absolutely I'm obsessed. just obsessed. <laughs> you don't know the amount of restraint it takes me every week. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm. That's me with Harley Quinn, and I love you for it. <laughs> I love you and your love of Harley. <laughs> anyway, so they were supposed to do a premiere movie, Twenty Four Scarlet Bullet, and like a couple days ago, it just got pulled from the schedule, and we don't fucking know why. I that is so bananas that they're like, it'll be there. Oh, cool. It won't be there. Wait, why? Why what? Why? Why? And it's still on the printed schedule, so people are gonna show. Show up to this room and be like, okay, where where is it? And TMS, which is like the company that animates Conan, hasn't made any announcements um, about like it being canceled or rescheduled mm-hmm, or anything. Mm-hmm. They've been posting about the Lupin festivities because mm-hmm. um, they also make Lupin. And they haven't pulled down their original post announcing that the Conan movie was going to have its premiere there. Mm-hmm. So I don't quite know what's happening. And I'm try- I've, I've seen the movie through memes <laughs> don't worry about it be cool don't worry about it be cool um i just got tired of waiting but um so if it came out in april it's a long time to wait hey it's hey listen it's chill we we it's, can't yeah. we it's listen we all gotta get by yeah so I, i've seen this movie and i don't think it's like any content that would get it pulled and they're also showing a Lupin movie and he gets up to some absolute bullshit sometimes <laughs> so this is like the tamest Conan movie I've seen in a while I don't think it has like a body count I think like maybe there's one person who beefs it and that's it and that's very tame for I was a Conan like, by movie. that Brenda means someone dying not sex oh yes no one has sex Conan better. is a child <laughs> um I can't think of, like, a reason. It's just very confusing, and I'm like, are you just going to, like, release it? I want to see this movie very badly. The English version has been done and dubbed since April. It has, like, they've shown the English Mm -hmm. version out there in the world, just not here, and I just really want to see it. My my headcanon is I heard Brenda couldn't make it to the (laughs) anime NYC. I'm like, well, what's the fucking point? Exactly. Like... Brenda can't see it. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, who fucking who fucking cares about who are you? You're not. Shut up. <laughs> I like made that post on Twitter that was just like, "Hey, so, gotta get over there." And you were like, "I'll help." But then strangers were also like, "I'll help." And I was like, "Uh oh, no." <laughs> yeah, and you so, gotta be careful with that. There. Yeah, Twitter. I was like, get, uh-uh. we, like I'll post stuff like, "Oh, I wish I had this," and then someone will be like, "Here's twenty bucks," and I'm like, "Hey, no, thanks. I don't know you." No, thank you. And then I send the money back. <laughs> But it's just very weird, and I just really want to see this movie. Please, TMS, what is going on? And was it a was it here a car honk? Yeah, it was a car honk. The car honk also wants TMS to please hurry up. Beep 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 beep. That's gonna be a good a good segue into our topic, I guess. The car honk is like, bring me that. I came for fuck. 
<laughs> so I had to rack my brain on like what kind of topic I could do that would be like adjacent to the number 69. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so this week I have brought you a brief history of fan fiction. Amazing. <laughs> do you want to hear something? Yes. When I when I wasn't sure like who 67 would fall on, I was like, I could do like the history of like fanfic or like the history of like censorship. I was like, kind of did censorship. It could be like history of like kissing in movies or something. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, me and Brenda have finished our mind link, everybody. So you're going to get a lot of things that are like, wait, what? <laughs> Didn't Brenda do that? Did Austin do that? I don't remember. Just become one. Yeah. All right. So fan fiction is a um, kind of infamous form of fan media where fans of said media will write their own stories. And nowadays we'll post them online for other fans to read and comment on them. Mm-hmm. Um, fan fiction has this reputation of being incredibly horny. And this is why I felt like it was the perfect topic for episode It 69. absolutely is. Especially yeah. with the movie news that came out this week. Yes. Um, not all fan fiction is horny, has to be horny. A lot of, like, I write fan fiction, and mm-hmm. usually it's not, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I've been writing fan fiction personally since, like, the early 2000s, and I still do it. Like, I've never, I, I stopped briefly for a mm-hmm. couple years ago. But now I'm back, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's like, fan fiction's really cool because it's like a sandbox where, like, anyone can just play around. You can just do whatever yeah. the hell you want. No like, something in a you. show... Yeah, no one can stop you because there's no rules. Like, you can have, like, any couples be together. You can rewrite the events of, like, a series. You can just do whatever you want. And it's a really cool exercise for um, for practicing your writing without having any stakes. Mm-hmm. I love it. I don't know if that's clear. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is very clear. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, you can rewrite history. You can create alternate universes where Batman's a vampire if you want. <laughs> you could. Hasn't that been done? I've done that. Oh, yeah. Canonically, okay. Canonically, yes. There's an Elseworlds story where Batman's a vampire. But it's just really bad. It's just bad. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that with that premise, like, oh, he's a vampire. You can do so much more. One, you need to not have a guy write it. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, listen. The problem with Batman movies and a lot of Batman media lately (laughs) Mm-hmm. Is some white dude doesn't know how to write a fucking mystery that only mm-hmm. Batman can solve. So you're watching it and you're like, oh, it's the it's fucking Mr. Freeze. And whoever is it's like, how do you know? It's like the it, the whole building's frozen. I assume this is <laughs> this is like the B plot that starts the movie. And it's like, no, this is the whole this is the okay. Huh. There just is no mystery. It's just a man in a bat costume just fucking Punch, around. Like, oh, it's it's the like how you gonna how are you gonna have a Batman movie and you show me in the trailers that the person doing the crimes is the riddler what, uh, yeah. what, what am i coming what a what there's no fucking are you kidding the riddler doesn't show up because he doesn't fight he doesn't want batman to punch him he doesn't fight <laughs> yeah he's just a guy sitting alone in his little house like <laughs> typing like he riddle me this is batman oh like he doesn't, he doesn't he, batman he comes face to face with batman and it's over and he knows it's over he's just like i've failed i've time to hang up my um little little question mark riddler hat and leave because i'm dead yeah it's like oh it's oh shit well he found me so oh well what do you mean boss uh you see i hired all you goons because you're muscle i am not so i'm just gonna go politely because i don't want my nose broken just the riddler and his harem of beefy 
bodyguard su- men. Super straight Riddler and all of his very hot bodyguard men. Definitely straight Riddler. Although he's just wearing a, a little Speedo with a question mark over his crotch. And that's why fan fiction's great. Yes. This is the energy I'm bringing to today. Yes. So... There have been instances of derivative fan works dating all the way back to the 19th century and probably even before that. You know, there's mm-hmm. just a point where we started keeping records at some point. You know, mm-hmm. like they say, like Shakespeare stuff was like derivative of other, other things. Right, and, but didn't um, survive. Yeah. A particularly infamous example of this is um, 1908's uh, Arsene Lupin versus Herlock Sholmes by Maurice LeBlanc, <laughs> which we've talked about before. We have. It's one of my favorite things. I know. Whenever parties are a thing again, that's going to be one of my small talk things with people I don't know. Oh, exactly. Because I had to retire my um, Garfield Lorenzo music Bill Murray fact ever since Rick and Morty did it. So I need uh, a new fact to share. Fucking jealous guys. It was my thing. Okay. And now people are like, oh, you watch Rick and Morty? And you're like, oh my god. Anyway, tell us about Arsene Lupin versus Herlock Holmes. Yes. So, um... Uh, uh, Maurice LeBlanc originally just intended to have Sherlock Holmes in this story, but then Arthur Conan Doyle was just like, you can't do that. He is my boy. About it. He's my boy. You can't use my boy. <laughs> and so then Maurice LeBlanc was like, all right. And he very pettily just changed Sherlock Holmes' name to Sherlock Holmes' name. Um, it's <laughs> So this was maybe one of the earliest examples of what we now refer to as a crossover fic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to jump forward ahead in time. A lot of stuff happens. Copyright law kind of becomes more developed. In 1965, a little old science fiction series called, I don't, I don't know if you've heard of this, Star Trek? Have you heard oh, of this? Oh, yeah. I was worried yeah. it'd be something I actually didn't know. <laughs> it debuted on NBC. And from this, we not only got one of the first examples of modern fandom, but a creation called the fanzine. Dun, dun, dun. So, Austin, we were discussing fanzines probably a couple weeks ago at this point. Um, and about just, like, the nature of, like, very glossy, high-produced fanzines being, like, up on Kickstarter and still yeah. being called Listen, fanzines. I don't know if Brenda wants me to get started, but I'm already up on the fucking box. She was too slow. Hey, <laughs> let me... Welcome to Austin's Corner. Let's wrap a second. This I is a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> so, I need to make it perfectly clear at the jump. I have nothing against you kickstarting your book whatsoever. Please do if you find it is the best way to make sure you get paid, your team gets paid, and you get good distribution. Absolutely. Please do not put a high-quality, professionally made, glossy covers, hard covers, books, and comics out and put and tag on zine because it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand if a fan zine exists. I understand if your zine if you're a comic is full of nothing but fan art and fan short stories, you're like, well, it's a fanzine. It is not a fanzine. Not all comics are zines, but all zines can be comics. Mm-hmm. So with that aside, I will now jump in and say, if you're doing that, you are hurting the community of zinesters and you're hurting the community of comic creators and cartoonists. Because a cartoonist and a comic creator is different than a zinester and they're going to be going after much different work. And mm-hmm. if publishers see all of that as, like, the same thing, and is telling someone a self-published comic they put out, uh, like a 32-page, full-color, you know, full-on comic they put out, like, they think of it as, like, a zine that is sometimes, like, eight pages and not full-color, like, they're going to have mm-hmm. a harder time being recognized for their work. 
Yeah, it's like that distinction is like really important because like zines as a whole are like zines are for everyone. Anyone can yes, make a zine. Absolutely. Any it can be made out of anything, it can be printed on anything. The quality is in like the heart and the content that goes into it. Yes. Uh, so these very early fanzines, they were definitely zines because these oh, were yeah. printed like like copy printed like at people's work sites, stapled together. They're fucking like, breaking into out. the work site after work. They're like, oh mm-hmm. no, I'll lock up, boss. Don't worry. And they. <laughs> just gonna uh print out my spock kirk fan fiction scene to mail out to all my 20 subscribers that's like, so wild too You're, yeah. this is all by this is all by mail everybody yeah mail and at conventions and like um that sort of thing we owe star trek so much yeah we do and i'm gonna get more into that because like this whole like fan culture started with star trek and i feel like the current perception or at least like maybe like a couple decades ago the the perception of star trek was that it was this nerdy thing for like straight nerdy guys yes you know 100 was <laughs> star trek would be nothing without all of this fan stuff which was yeah. headed mostly by uh teams of women um unsurprisingly women were erased from star from history <laughs> i wonder how this could have happened <laughs> how possibly could this have happened <laughs> So, um, fanzines, the first Star Trek fanzine was released in 1967, and it, is, wow. it was called Spocknalia. Um, <laughs> the, um, this five-issue fanzine is, like, printed on copy paper in their spare time, and it contains several fanfiction works. And it mm-hmm. wasn't Spock, Kirk, like, this one specifically, but there were others that were Spock, Kirk. Oh, I'm sure. A hundred percent. No doubt. Um, let's see. But this is also with those other zines that like kind of like spun out of Spockanalia that did have mm. like gay pairings in it. This mm. is also where the term slash came from. Oh. So it, it came all the way back from like the early 70s is nice. when the term slash. And slash, if you don't know, is used to refer to um, like pairings. So you'd be like Spock yeah. slash Kirk or yeah. um, that sort of thing. And then I've learned this one yeah. recent. Sorry, something fell. I've learned this recently is that if you put Spock and symbol kirk mm-hmm. it means a platonic thing i did oh. not know this i recently found this out interesting yeah i feel like that's a big thing in fan fiction work is like what's the pairing because a lot of the mm-hmm. times you run into like that is like what people want they're like i feel like these characters should interact more interact differently than they've been dr- than they've been written even though like it's it feels like it's there right you're like yeah. i can totally see this interaction but either the writers don't want to explore it, or they didn't have time, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like it. It's also just knowing that it won't be explored, especially back yeah. in like the early seventies. You knew that Spock and Kirk were never going to be yeah. together because of like all the political stuff that was happening. Mm-hmm. I believe at this time, homosexuality was still classified as a mental illness, which <laughs> that oh sucks. Uh, yeah, that uh. Yes, I won't go back so, on my corner, but that was for quite a while. It is still yes. yes. I've been watching like Matt Baum videos on YouTube, and um, he goes into like the history of sitcoms and like gay representation and mm-hmm. sitcoms. God, what sitcoms? <laughs> gay representation and sitcoms and like what was happening historically at that time. It, mm-hmm. It's all very interesting. Would mm-hmm. highly recommend it. But anyway, so like at this point, you just you knew this wasn't going to happen, and yeah. you had to be the person to write it. Mm-hmm. And even now, where it's like definitely like we are seeing like um, same sex couples like on TV uh, and. More representation of the lgbt spectrum as a whole we're still oh hi angel 
we're still not getting <laughs> we're still not getting like as much representation as we could have so yeah. what's fan fiction for um so there were five issues of Spacchinalia over a period of like a couple of years like mm-hmm. it's hard to put these out <laughs> yeah um issue three opened with a letter from gene roddenberry and his staff <laughs> what <laughs> yeah which is so wild. And it read as, this letter re- read as thus, Spocknalia is required reading for everyone in our offices, and I am most distressed that you were not wow. told of this before. And this is to, like, the readers and the people who put this together. We have we have used all the extra copies to make sure that every new writer and anyone who makes decisions on show policy have read your fanzine. The reason for this is that if we all understand what the fans see in the show and try to understand what why they are fans at all, then we mm-hmm. can continue to hold those fans. Certain fanzines, and yours is one of them, have a mature and well-written format that is very instructive to our staff. Mm-hmm. This would never happen today. <laughs> no, that is wild. I was reading this and I was like, that's incredible. Like, because I feel like right like now this couldn't happen because of like legal reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yeah, because now it feels like fan creation exists in a very weird limbo. And I'm sure you'll get into this, but it's like, you can make it if one, if you don't make money and if you make money on it until someone tells you to stop making it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, you hope they don't recognize you or if they recognize you, you get like a Gabriel Piccolo situation where they recognize you and hire you Mm -hmm. um, and don't recognize you. And they're like, hey, delete your entire Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll get to that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So allegedly moving on from Star Trek. Fan wars kind of continued to become more and more popular. Um, allegedly, and I couldn't find any information just to back this up, in 1981, George Lucas tried to bring legal action against their fans for Star Wars fanzines huh. that included saucy material. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, nobody fucks in Star Wars. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, nobody, it's like, Anakin just appeared one day, he's essentially Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's every time I think about that, I just like lose it. <laughs> Episode one is a trip. <laughs> so, so that was happening supposedly, but the most infamous, Brenda, keep it together, man. I believe in you. Most, <laughs> the most infamous instance of a creator going after their fans for creating fan works is with Anne Rice who is the most notably the author of the um, interview of vampire and like the other um, mm-hmm. vampire chronicles series. She hates fan fiction and she's absolutely. absolutely notorious for this. She's like, do not fucking try it. I will hit you so fast with that, with that DMCA. Mm-hmm. You have, you will think about it. And my legal team is already knocking on your fucking door. Exactly. She sent out like DMCAs to people. She like got her like, fans like she weaponized her fans who weren't writing fan works mm-hmm. against them and like it was here's a quote from her that she had on her website that she, she posted this mm-hmm. in april 2000 and it's it's still up there and it says i do not allow fan fiction the characters mm-hmm. are copyrighted it upsets me terribly to even think about fan fiction with my characters mm-hmm. i advise my readers to write your own original stories with your own characters it is absolutely essential that you respect my wishes yeah which, which i get but also like is allowed right it's hers it is allowed like so there's just there's no reason why she can't say this Mm -hmm. just to be clear i get it but also with like i 
feel like fandom plays like such a big part in like keeping franchises alive or like revitalizing old franchises. Mm-hmm. And it just feels wild to like kind of like, especially when you're writing books like mm-hmm. that have been adapted into one movie, to mm-hmm. just be like, no, don't talk about my things, don't make things based on my yeah. things, don't think about my things, <laughs> like yeah. Um, if you think about it, like from like the position of fan art, which is a little a little bit of a different beast, but mm-hmm. fan art has been around since the beginning of time. Like people just keep painting that Jesus guy, <laughs> like, and that's fan art. I hate to tell you, that's fan art. <laughs> Every time you paint a Jesus. Brent is in the fucking Sistine Chapel like, oh, look at all this fan art. This is pretty nice. This, uh, that's some pretty good fan art of, of heaven. What do you, what do you mean? Well, I mean, did he, did he make heaven? Well, no. Has he been to heaven? So it's like a photo real Well, no. Well, no. I don't know what to tell you. That's fan art based on what supposedly god has written so god has every right to send a dmca takedown notice to the guy who made the sissy joke i'm just imagining i don't know like the cure i don't know who's in charge of the Sistine chapel like and like keeping up the building right like it's a chapel i get that mm-hmm. but i don't know who like that person, the people who, like, run masses probably don't also take care of the building, right? Like, you have someone else for mm-hmm. that. I'm just imagining, yeah. like, the building caretaker ever getting a letter from, like, a eight-winged, multi-eyed creature, like, Hello, is this the Sistine Chapel? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have a letter for you. And they hand it to them and then just, like, disappear <laughs> in a fire, in, like, holy white fire. And it's just a DMC <laughs> punishable by by eternity in hell (laughs) and they're like are we supposed to do we take it do we take it down do and the dmc like starts writing itself and it's like listen man i don't care if you paint over it i don't care if you blow up the building but you have 12 days to comply with this notice (laughs) to dismantle the sistine chapel (laughs) all of the statues the paintings Every depiction of my son. You have no right to, to make p- depictions of my son. That's my son. You didn't get his consent. He's just a boy. <laughs> He's just a little baby boy. Dad, I'm 2,000 years old. You're just a child. I've been here since time started. You're just a boy. You're just a boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. So Anne Rice is sending out um, all of these cease and desist orders to both individual writers and fan fiction sites. Um, popular fan fiction website, fanfiction.net, which I'll circle back around to the history of that in just a little bit, um, d- deleted their entire archive of Vampire Chronicles works. So like mm-hmm. they had like a section for like Anne Rice works. They just pretty much without warning because they had to deleted right. the whole thing. And wow. now even to this day, in like the FAQ for uh, fanfiction.net, it listed you cannot write Anne Rice wow. stuff. You can't write Anne Rice. You can't write JD Robb. Here's a surprising one Archie Comics, huh. which I feel like is no longer enforced. Because, <laughs> like, there's, no there's a lot of Riverdale oh, stuff you know, out there. But you know what? Riverdale what? is not Archie the comic. This is true. So you can write all about. Um, I guess sex symbol Jughead and about the um, highs and lows of high school football. All you want. As, <laughs> you like, think the tag is just like Riverdale the show. 
and their fanfic is just Archie the comic. <laughs> yeah, it's like someone was like, I just wanted to write about Archie, but there's no Archie section because it says no Archie is allowed. But if I can write about Ginger Riverdale Archie, why can't I write about comic Archie? <laughs> wow, that is interesting that Archie's one. Yeah. Um, other writers that took like a stance was um, Anne McCaffrey, who did the Dragons of Pern series. She was at first very adamant about, like, you cannot write fan fiction. And then Mm. as she kind of, like, was approaching the end of her life, Mm. she said, you know what? You can do it. Keep my memory alive. (laughs) I mean, that's nice, right? Because if she had passed without doing that, it would just kind of be, like, locked away forever. Which is... Exactly. I can't stress enough. These creators, any creator totally has the right to be like, please don't write fan fiction of my stuff. I will say Mm -hmm. they they are a huge stick in the mud. (laughs) But. Yes, it's the the next one, um, the writer of the Unnameable Boy Wizard series. Mm. <laughs> she also threw a big old fit about it. Um, that's because it's better than hers. Truly, honestly, <laughs> like, like there's that's some... the only one <laughs> I've never read. Any vampire? I've never read dragons. Like I've never read that stuff. Hers. I had is... read a Dragons of Pern story in school. Oh. It was a lot. <laughs> it's horny. Oh. <laughs> it's undeniable. There's like a class of dragon that is just horny. Oh, like the dragons fuck. I was in seventh grade. <laughs> Hold up. Let me let me uh, make sure I pull that up. So dragons <laughs> of Pern. That fanfic's going to be. <laughs> uh, anyway, Unnameable Boy Wizard Lady is 100% because everyone's fanfic is 1,000% been hers for a, f- for a, I was thinking that shit Undeniable. before, yeah. before I knew she sucked when I was like in middle school, like my friends are writing better stories than her. Mm-hmm. And then like all of like the fan works that have come out from Unnameable Boy Wizard, mm-hmm. like the Unnameable Boy Wizard puppet party <laughs> and Unnameable Boy Wizard on stage, but funny now. <laughs> <laughs> They're all better. Brought to you by Ann Arbor. <laughs> They're just all better. It's all so better. wild that it's from Ann Arbor. Like, I didn't know that when it was, like, oh, yeah. such a huge... Because it happened, I think, high school? Yeah, I think it came out... I didn't watch it till college, I yeah, think. Yeah, like, I heard about it in college, and people, like, were super into it. And then, like, people were super into it on the internet, and I didn't realize it was, like, here. So it was, so mm-hmm. it was like, weird when I found out it was, like, from here. Yeah, it was like, these people, Ann Arbor, they're from here? The Big Ann Arbor School. The Big Ann Arbor School. The big one. Oh, God. Then. But yeah, every, <laughs> every, there's a, it's so deep. Um, Rainbow Rowell released a book about a girl that went away to college to become a writer and what mm-hmm. she, how she got into her writing program and she got into like the advanced class. Like she was taking classes with juniors. Mm-hmm. What got her in was fanfic. See? And it was fake fanfic about like, <laughs> larry botter and like it was like it was like fake like boy wizard and and like draco malfoy fanfic just shaved the names off yeah it and then she it to the point where like that book did so good she released the fanfic as a book underneath like that character's name oh okay yes i know what you're talking about now yes um and okay. that, it's like it's like to that point right where like Yes, it is. There's so like much. layers and layers of people writing these fanfics because they're always better. It always. Uh and we're gonna get to shaving shaving the names off of fanfics in just a sec. Mm-hmm. Maybe not with like a work that's actually good. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah. Oh, that is actually the next thing up on my, my notes. Look at that, my um, complete. 
Yeah, you d- Wow. So, as teens and young adults, writing fanfiction began to grow older. Instances of writers crossing over from fanfiction into regular fiction started to occur. Mm-hmm. So... There's a couple instances, like the one that you just mentioned. The most famous, I think, though, has oh to be boy. with oh 2011's man. Oh man. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey oh boy. by E.L. James. Now, Brenda, for those who don't know, please yes. enlighten us as to which Fifty Shades of Grey is a fanfic from. Yes, so Fifty Shades of Grey was originally published on fanfiction.net, I believe. It's still there. Yes, fanfiction fanfiction.net in 2009 under the title master of the universe and it was a twilight alternate universe fan fiction mm-hmm. it was published by el james which is a pseudonym also but um her original pseudonym was snow queen's ice dragon on fanfiction.net <laughs> oh, oh my God. she was in deep she yet yeah, i feel this when you write fan fiction it's really easy to get lost between 50 layers of your own different personas <laughs> snow queen ice dragon she was it's the vibe i can man, feel I it i can see what hair she had in high school exactly i can see just a clear image <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what this person looks like Mm-hmm. so like i said 50 shades of gray was originally an alternate universe fanfic also like usually abbreviated to an au um, incidentally, I write a lot of AUs. Mm-hmm. It is my specialty. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this is a different universe where Edward Colin is not a vampire, but instead a wealthy CEO really into BDSM. Yeah. <laughs> the original fanfiction was so removed from Twilight, save for Edward's broodiness and love in the piano, that um, all E.L. James had to do was change the names for it to be its own story. So it was just like, there were just, there were already no vampires in this. So yeah. it was just like, uh, taking like a broody man and Bella, who is just Bella <laughs> always and forever, and just doing a control F, changing all the names. And then there you, go. You, got a book. <laughs> you got a book. Um, yeah. So it was self-published originally. I think it's still self-published and it just took off. It just, oh, it's this, gone. Oh, it's gone now? I went to go look it up. It was deleted in 2011 when she oh, released Twilight. when she published the book. So she, probably because they have to run it through, like, plagiarism things and it would pop up and be like, what? It had 56,000 reviews before it was deleted. So it was really popular. Like, yeah. people loved this. And people love Fifty Shades of Grey, even though I think it's written bad. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, it's... I've never read it. Oh, my, this fanfic was almost 500 pages. Jesus. Really? Yeah, because, like, she... I, just, I wish I had this, that strength. I wish I had that power. <laughs> like, I write 500 words and I, like, wipe my brow that's, like, covered in sweat. And I'm like, okay, I've done it. I've written a thing. <laughs> that's enough work for today, boys. Get a get a coffee, sit down, and write. <laughs> I think what's the most wild about this is that it is just, like, from what I've been able to gather about that story is, like, it is just the, like, people who are reading the fanfic are like, this is literally what we all read online for free. Yeah, and it's like, now you have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> but you could also go see a bad movie. You could see it, you could it. pay for it, or you could even see an even worse movie. <laughs> Man. Uh, so, it's it's common knowledge, this is, was was a Twilight fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, Anne Rice sent out 50 million cease and desist letters um, when asked on MTV on the issue Twilight Arth- Arthur. Twilight Arthur. <laughs> Twilight... <laughs> Twilight author Stephanie Meyer said, I've heard about it. I haven't really gotten into it that much. Mm-hmm. Good on her. She's doing well. Mm-hmm. That's great. 
Hey, I'm not I'm not big in the Twilight either because of what it's for, but at least she's not a stick in the mud. I know. She's just like she's fairly chill. Except for that one time when um well this was kind of fair. This was deserved. Someone um leaked her uh manuscript for the twilight but from edward's point of view and she Mm. was just like the book is never coming out damn the book has the book has since come out oh (laughs) she released it a couple years ago (laughs) she's not greater she's not a great writer to begin with but she's kind of even worse writing it from a guy's point of view wow some people can't do it it's i mean hey it's not easy not everyone has the skill to write that's that's chill but i'm glad she was like Someone's like, oh, she's a great, it was a fanfic. And while she was like, hey man, I got my money, I don't fucking care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, she's just trying to get paid, I got I got a movie deal, she's got a movie deal, we're just, like... We're both doing great. Really whatever. Exactly. Um, another instance of shaving the names off is a little... This one's a little more bizarre. Mm-hmm. This is a little more recent, this is 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, publisher Simon Schuster published Anna Todd's book called After? Yes. Which got in... Netflix animation, like, not animation, Netflix adaptation in 2019. Um, After was originally published on the website Wattpad as an RPF fic or a real person fan fiction featuring Harry Styles of One Direction. Hold up. Hold up. Let me just say, One Direction fans back in the day just went bananas. They were they were just so hot for One Direction. Like yeah, they were they, oh, just incessant. And frankly, just like everywhere, they are mostly still incessant for Harry Styles. They are, and I feel not, like everyone's it's like not his yeah. fault. But whoa, man, do hey, bro, <laughs> if you could say one thing, <laughs> if you could please say one, like I'm listen. There's all, they're like, oh, are you responsible for your fans? Yes. <laughs> Say something. <laughs> Tell them to chill out. Anyway. Kind of like what we're seeing right now with, like, uh, BTS fans. Oh, my God. Tell them to well, chill out. That feels so much, it feels so much worse, though. <laughs> it feels like each generation, because, like, like, we had it with, like, NSYNC, right? And Backstreet yes. Boys, like, those people. But, like, we didn't have the internet. And it's, like, some people, like, it feels like it's worse each, each generation. I was like, I think it's just, like, each generation is, like, more connectivity and so it's like we have to hear about it because before yeah. they would just be like in their chat room or like at their fan club and it would in their be own spaces yeah they were like kind of just like sequestered to their own little zones and we could just be like all right we don't have to know all about these pop stars um beatles fans i feel like were very oh, wild <laughs> that's the people got trampled people got trampled anyway after it looks like it's yeah. still up on wattpad yeah after it's still up on because like we're going to talk a little bit about Wattpad, just a little bit, because I barely understand it. But mm-hmm. the thing with Wattpad is that, like, they, you can monetize things on Wattpad. Yes. Um, they encourage even. this. Yep, it's copyrighted. Like, it's released as, like, a book book. You can get it as a book, but you can still read it on Wattpad. Just, and it's got, like, its own landing page and everything. Mm-hmm. Wattpad is just a weird, I don't get it. I don't understand the culture. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just, I'm just going to stick to my zone. Um, but... <laughs> it is self 
In what's referred to as a self-interview for the New York Times, Anna Todd, writer <laughs> after, what said does that this. Mean? I don't know what a self-interview is. Does it mean that's she what... sent in? <laughs> She's yeah, like... I think like she just had questions, or she just like started talking. Just like I woke up one day and I decided to write a a, a fanfic about me. I mean, my character that I've put into this story in Harry Styles. But here's her actual quote. I barely ever reread the chapter before posting because I overthink things and I feel like over-editing or trying to use too many words can ruin the story. I just put headphones in and type. I don't plan anything except the big twist in the story. So it just comes out. I wish I had better answers. LOL. No thoughts, only vibes. I know. She also professed to writing most of it on her phone in her spare moments. Damn, man. I gotta be a white lady. I know. I just need that energy. I'm guilty of writing stuff on my phone sometimes, but let me tell you, it's hard. It's so hard because like, it's, it's hard. That's, listen, that's all power. But like, they out here making fanfics, getting movie deals and Netflix deals. I just oh, on my phone, I was just like listening to fucking One Direction, and not, I couldn't even tell you what chapter 14 is about. I, I, <laughs> I just manifested it. I was just like, wouldn't it be great if they like held hands and then the hand, you know? I just, I blacked out the whole, like, the whole second half of the book. I blacked out until the twist at the end. <laughs> I just... It's four, it's 20 chapters, you said. I don't remember past chapter six. Couldn't tell you. The, the spirit of one direction possessed my body. <laughs> I never, I never actually remember writing the book. Each time I sat down, the spirit of one direction possessed my body and would take over until I blacked out. God, I wish that was me. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's it for, like, weird, like, um, fanfic being published as, like, actual books. Another, like, kind of, like, infamous one is Cassandra Clare was, like, big in the fanfiction mm-hmm. zone. She wrote the Mortal Instruments series. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, some controversy about whether or not she, like, lifted things from other fanfiction writers. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was getting tired of researching. <laughs> I mean, that's a weird <laughs> space, too, right? Of, like, because if I feel like, like, you wrote a fanfiction, right? And mm-hmm. if I wanted to write one based off of yours, it'd be chill, because it's like, it's all just free, it's all just on AO3, it's whatever. Yeah. But if mine got published and yours didn't, now it's like, hey, wait a second. Exactly. It's like, that's like a, a weird gray area of like using intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Copyright is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca Sugar was big into fan fiction. None, none, of, none of theirs has been published that I know of. They're big yeah. into the Invader Zim fanfic scene. That checks out. Yeah. Uh, most of their stuff is still up. You can find it. It's not like it's archived, but if you like Google mm-hmm. it, then like you can find the link that someone's like posted on Tumblr of like the archive. Interesting. Yeah. Um. All right. So now we're gonna talk about like where does fan fiction get published online? Not like published, published as like mm-hmm. a real book, but like where does fan fiction live? If you don't know. Um. <laughs> In the early 90s, fanfiction was distributed through email lists and standalone websites. So I did a lot of, like, reading of Pokemon fanfiction on, like, Pokemon fan sites mm-hmm. that just kind of existed around the internet and, like, were interconnected through, like, a network so you could kind of jump around and read different series. I did a lot of that. Um, in 1998, the fanfiction website fanfiction.net was launched, and this was, like, the first really big centralized location for fanfiction of all fandoms like you could just post whatever you wanted here until Anne rice sent dmcas to everyone <laughs> you know um it was also the first 
website to like allow like comments and you get feedback mm-hmm. and reviews and you could post chapters mm-hmm. and you could add like characters to it mm-hmm. genres there was like a search feature so you could search for things with like different ratings if you wanted to so you could really find the exact type of fan fiction Saucy. you were looking for yes <laughs> um so it was like the first big place with this feature but however in 2002 nc 17 works were banned from the website although explicit works continue to be posted under the m rating so like this was like the first instance of like fan fiction is being censored weird Um, i mean which is yeah that part of the internet was weird right because there's no we didn't have a way to stop kids from getting to certain sites um yeah the only way to stop it is like if your whole site was like tagged as adult but if your whole site is tagged as adult and gets like blocked by someone's like parent blocker like, well, now we're not getting any, like, 12, 13, 14, like, all that, like, prime group of, like, fanfic writers. Exactly. Um, Kind of like how fanfiction.net dealt with this is that, like, M-rated works or when NC-17 was a rating, um, they wouldn't show up. You had to specifically go and scroll and, like, select them. So if mm-hmm. you just, like, were searching for something and you had to have an account that verified that you were over a certain age mm-hmm. um, in order to see those works at all. Yes, I was but totally anyway- born in 1965. <laughs> definitely Me, age I'm, 12 <laughs> i'm definitely old <laughs> hello like, fellow are old you, people are you 18 yeah uh could me about a g math 1942 <laughs> <laughs> it works yeah um other other things that were banned on fanfiction.net are this is surprising self-insert fanfics huh so like if you put yourself into a fanfiction how do i feel they, like nobody followed this rule how do they I know, know. How, would, how do they know? What you, how do they know? What do you mean? That had to be another um, safety and, thing, like, don't put your full name, right? Exactly. They were like, make up your own name. So then you get, like, shit like Ebony Darkness Dementia Ravenway. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm Snow Queen's Ice Dragon. Yeah. Um, song fics are also not allowed, apparently. Um, in a song fic, it's just, like, a fan fiction that includes song lyrics alongside your fan fiction. So, like, you can be like... And then Sonic the Hedgehog slowly put the picture down on the the desk mm-hmm. and looked sadly into the sunlight. How could this happen? To me? <laughs> oh, like real songs. Ma- like real songs. Yeah. Okay, real songs. I, I can see that's because so, that's copyrights have, a mess. Yeah, exactly. So that is because of like pop. But you could use public domain songs, so you could have. And then Sonic put the picture down on the the desk and looked sadly out the window. Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. I was in my head, I'm like, she's going to sing happy birthday. <laughs> Our My link is fully complete and you can never get oh me out God. of your head, Brenda. <laughs> We're just connected until the end of time. <laughs> uh, so that's fanfiction.net. It's still around. It's not as nearly as popular as it used to be. Some people still use it. You can now make covers for your fanfictions, which is kind of neat, I guess. But... It's I don't use it anymore. Kid. It's so glitchy and weird. It's, yeah. We're, we're going to talk about the big kid in a little bit. Um, for a brief period in the late 2000s, journaling website LiveJournal became a popular oh, place yes. for fan fiction to be posted. And the, the, the history of LiveJournal is so weird because what happened to it is very unprecedented. Um, so, like, fan fiction writers would, like, kind of, you could just post whatever you wanted on LiveJournal, tag it. I did a little bit of this when I was writing for Supernatural, because mm-hmm. I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make, like, banners for your fix. You could do, like, all this, like, HTML stuff. It was, mm-hmm. like, pretty cool. Um, but simultaneously, while this was happening, 
it also became a place for like Russian um, journalists to be able to freely talk about what was happening in their country. So like one side, you have fan fiction writers writing about uh, Dean Castiel, <laughs> just going at it. And then you have Russian journalists who want a place where they can have like some form of free speech. I'm just which losing is very... my mind at the idea of someone's like, I don't remember how live journal was, but like someone's live journal feed being like, and then Dean rammed Castiel. <laughs> and then like the next post is like, Vladimir Putin has tracked me down to my house. I don't know how much longer I have. I need to make sure you all understand the severity of what's going on here in Russia. Exactly. That's like what it got to be like. So then what happened is that the Russian government kind of figured out that this was like happening and they were like, we have to do something about Live Journal. So <laughs> in 2006, a Russian media company called um, SUP Media purchased Live Journal, but promised to keep it running predominantly as an American company. But this promise was broken in 2017 when all of the offices were moved to Russia and a ban on LGBT plus content was imposed, um, causing both fan fiction writers and Russians looking for a place <laughs> to express themselves freely to leave. And I mean, it's still up there, but there's just nothing there. Everything is gone, I really, which is really sad. Yeah, I really can't imagine being like a 15 year old writing fucking like Sonic Hedgehog fan fiction and some Russian company is like, we bought Live Journal. What's Russia? <laughs> I'm, where is a Russia? <laughs> I, I, skipped, I skipped World Geo this week. <laughs> Vladimir Putin, what's he? Putin. Yeah, what's a what what Vladimir like Vladimir like Dracula like like shit? Dracula <laughs> like the guy from Danny Phantom <laughs> that guy <laughs> he's voiced by Martin Mull I know that <laughs> okay moving on to Wattpad I barely understand Wattpad and I've tried really hard to understand but turns out in order to even access Wattpad you need an account. Yeah, I just ran into that. I was like clicking around yep. trying to read because uh, like the woman we just talked about, Anna Todd, just, like posted an update like this week about some, she's like, I now I can share this exciting news and I was like, oh, look at this news. What's this news? Maybe it's relevant. And it was like, make an account. And I was like, no, I just want to see the news. Yeah, it's like I made one but like I just navigating that website is like hard and it's all like it's it's just very weird um it launched in 2006 and it has since added a tab to it was like originally for original mm -hmm. like not original original works only so like not fan fiction but they have since added mm -hmm. a fan fiction tab one second my headphones died oh one second all right i'm back yeah wattpad super weird it was launched in 2006 um you can Okay, so the one cool thing I did find out about Wattpad is that you can upload covers and trailers for oh. your fan fiction. So, like, if I so I wrote a humble little twelve thousand word, eleven thousand—I don't remember how long it was—eleven thousand word flower shop AU mm -hmm. <laughs> recently for like a big project, and I could be like, "Look at all these cuts of flowers," and then like little quotes from my fic, and then like boys crying in the rain. Mm -hmm. And that could get people to look at my fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's the kind of the cool thing is that you can like, I suppose, market yourself, which maybe doesn't appeal to a lot of people, mm -hmm. but it appeals to me as a digital media person mm -hmm. <laughs> where I'm like, ah, yes, I get to flex this degree a little bit. Other than that, I'm absolutely baffled by it. And it's monetization system, which feels like that is, is illegal with fan mm -hmm. fiction. Um, 
my quote in my notes is, I've never used Wattpad. It just seems like it rejects me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now it's time to talk about the big leagues. The big leagues. The big one. The big show. The, the biggest, baddest fan fiction website this, this side of the West, which recently had a birthday, which oh, yeah. I did not know when I researched this. Um, 2009. Happy birthday. Archive of our own. 2009. Archive of, Archive of our own was launched in open beta. So, like, users would either have to receive an invite to join this website or um, be on a wait list. And sometimes you had to wait, like, a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, the wait usually isn't as long now, but during the pandemic, it got pretty backed up. I'm sure because a lot of people are trying to get in and they're like, I ain't got nothing mm-hmm. to do. Exactly. Everyone was writing fan fiction. Um, AO3, it it is colloquially called, um, was intended to be an archive of previous fan fiction works and future ones. So, like, fan fiction works that had been, like, on, like, little obscure fan sites that Mm -hmm. were, like, about to be, like, taken down Mm -hmm. or, you know, like, other things. People who, like, were writing things for fan fiction um, based on, like, things that might get taken down from fanfiction.net, so, like, explicit works that, like, weren't allowed there anymore. Um, That's what AO3 was originally for. It was more so intended to be an archive and a collection Mm -hmm. and not so much a active fanfiction website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It was also made in retaliation to, like, a very short-lived fanfiction website called, I think it was, like, Ficklet. I forgot to write it down. But Ficklet was created by a team of just all guys to mm. be a way to monetize fan fiction, which, of course it excuse was. me, you can't do that. You can't monetize fan fiction. Don't make me tap the sign. Let me rephrase that. You can't monetize fan fiction that blatantly. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. You can print out a little booklet of your fanfic and like sell it at a tiny convention mm-hmm. where no one will see you. Mm-hmm. Um but you can't just go to a website that's super traceable and be like, I'm going to make money off of this unnameable boy wizard fic. So AO3 um, was different in that it didn't really have like any like social elements like uh, mm-hmm. forums or chat boards. Mm-hmm. Um but they did still incorporate comment sections, so you can still make comments on sites, and you can curate bookmark lists, mm-hmm. and you can uh, cl- like track tags that you really like. Mm-hmm. So if you really like, um, trying to think of a tag, it's not too horny. No, no, l- listen, it's sixty nine. <laughs> you know, let me just let me just pull up Ao three and just start like let's just see oh. what <laughs> nipples. Friend <laughs> <laughs> is like, I don't want to be too horny. Nipple. I don't want me to be too horny. <laughs> Nipples. If you want a fic that features a nipple, you can you can search that. There's a tag for nipple. <laughs> <laughs> you say nipple again. You're like so risque. We've talked about David Bowie's dick on this podcast. <laughs> me. Bless you, bless you. Nipple. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm looking at the trends. <laughs> Oh, here I'm going in. I'm going in on type of archive of our own. One of the, it's really funny because like the ones I assume that are like more being used are big and huge in the middle of this list for me right now is sexual content. (laughs) Smut. I love it when people are just like porn. Really just like, yeah. (laughs) Just porn. 
plot what plot, which is another very old fan fiction term. I've been seeing lemon again lately. Lemon? Um, okay. I, Did oh you God, say, I you didn't said, do the... You said lemon, right? I said lemon. Okay. You don't know about lemon? <laughs> no, this the, does not have anything to do uh, with lemon stealing horse. <laughs> yeah, it was like, um... <laughs> I did not write down the history of the term lemon, so okay. let me just lemon me just say uh, when fanfiction got rid of like fanfiction.net got rid of like fix with sexual content. They, they um, oh god, I see. Yes, well, they you would put lemon instead of like yeah. saying like this overtly has sexual content. Yeah. So if you didn't want to read a fic with that in it, you would just avoid the ones that said lemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there was also lime. Mm-hmm. Which was a lot tamer, so it was more just like probably like PDA or something. Yeah. Like there is like a romance and maybe a kiss or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a history of like where these terms came from. Mm-hmm. I didn't write it down, so That's you don't fine. get to know. <laughs> I'm still just taking in like the biggest tags are like BDSM, sexual con, <laughs> bl- bodily fluids, <laughs> orgasm, <laughs> kinks, yep. bottoming. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the Wild West. You can just do whatever you want. Listen, listen everybody. Uh, the other ones that are big are like friendship, humor, love, relationship, mm-hmm. romance. So like, yeah, they might be fucking, but they love each other. It's okay. That's the thing, you know? There's all kinds of fan fiction. So you yeah. don't have to... The cool thing, finally, AO3 added this um, feature where like, if there's something that you don't want to see, mm-hmm. you just... So like, if I don't want to see any Batman Joker fix... Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can just be like, for example, no, thank you. <laughs> for example, you just have to like type out like this really like complicated mm-hmm. like algorithm to be like, mm-hmm. and now you can just be like, no. Nice, that's great. <laughs> it's very useful. I love it. This one's um, cool. So what I one uh, crossovers and fandom fusions. That kind of stuff's always cool to me. Like what? What's? Oh yeah. What's? What's if like Mario hung out with Sonic and they went to the Olympics? <laughs> exactly and now we have a game based on that um i mean i got my start writing fan fiction i wrote this big sprawling nicktoons crossover thing oh nice it's it's not online anymore i double checked because i was gonna read some snippets from it but i obviously at some point became incredibly embarrassed by it and deleted it and presumably it's in my house somewhere on floppy disks because that's how old i am um it was it like spanned like 10 floppy disks mm-hmm. wow <laughs> You were running up that tech budget. Yeah, and then like towards the um towards the end of this fic, like there was like the first part and then part two started incorporating like Cartoon Network characters. Oh. I wish I could write with this energy. It, this is like the same energy as like, you know, like that that Twilight Sparkle mm-hmm. Mordecai meme thing. Mm-hmm. This is the energy I was bringing to this fic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great. I don't remember what the premise was. I just know. <laughs> but it was really good. It ex- it exists. Well, obviously, at some point, I thought it was really bad because I deleted it from Dang. the face of the earth. So, yes. So, in 2013, Angel's really close to my microphone. So, everyone, he's my cat. You're going to hear some cat sounds. Um, don't bite my laptop, sir. Anyway, <laughs> can you purr really close to the microphone? Oh, there he is. That's going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to pick up my microphone and put it here so he can't um, purr into it. Mm-hmm. Okay, 2013 Time Magazine described the website, AO3, as the most carefully curated, sanely organized, easily browsable and searchable nonprofit collection of fan fiction on the web. Wow. And if that ain't AO3, 
I don't know what else is. <laughs> um, and like we mentioned before, uh, AO3 very openly allows like um, explicit content. Yes. They're very like hands off when it comes to um, censoring things, good and bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's something fa- I still love AO3. Like um, the tagging system, as we've already talked about, makes it so searchable. It's just anything you want as like the um, aforementioned nipple <laughs> nipple tech. <laughs> I love it because you're like, is it is it a nipple because they go to the doctor? Is it a nipple because they have sex? Is it a nipple because they're at the beach? Who knows? What kind of nipple? You don't know. It's a surprise every time. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking about Tumblr when they banned um when Tumblr banned uh, female presenting not safe for work. That's the most bullshit I've ever heard. What female fucking, presenting. What does that fucking mean? What does it mean? Just let nipples like. Nobody's gonna die if they see a boob. They're like, they're like <laughs> unless it's art, and I'm like, well, what are you gonna? I get, but like, who determines if it's art? Because it, isn't ever aren't all bodies art? <laughs> yeah, like what? What do you mean? Isn't all of creation's art? It makes me think of uh, when OnlyFans is gonna be like, no sex workers. I'm like, that's I didn't know your site had other stuff. First of all, I had no idea. I know it's like I even thought like the Tamer stuff was still like kind of like sex sexual. <laughs> like yeah, so. That's that's fan fiction. That's really all I have to say on the topic. I literally um, at one point started writing fan fiction in this document, and I almost started reading this Amazing. out loud. <laughs> um, most a lot of my notes documents have fan fiction snippets at the end because I get distracted very easily. <laughs> I love it. That's incredible. Yeah, Austin, do you have anything to say about fan fiction? Uh, I wrote an Aragon fiction. When yes, I was in high school. Um, is about the first half human half dragon. You can guess how that happened. That's such a vibe, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it my self insert was the first ever person who was half human and half dragon in the Aragon setting. Um, I don't remember the. So was it like? Mm-hmm. Could you switch between being a dragon and being a human, or no, were you like they were like they, a scaly? They were like scaly. Like they <laughs> they had like a human torso and face, and then like scales. Mm-hmm. But then their hands were, like, talons, and then, like, went up their arm to, like, their wings on the back. And the talons went, like, down their legs, and they had, like, dragony feet. But then, like, the whole middle half was, like, human torso and face and, of course, genitalia. Because, again, you can understand how they became a half dragon. (laughs) (laughs) You understand what what bits were important and what bits could be a dragon. (laughs) It's like when the, like, if, like, a human and a centaur. Yeah. And then their kid is just like, oh no, it's like a, is it a mermaid? It's like where the, the it's a mermaid and a centaur. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, the kid is just, gets the human. Just gets human. <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah. which Pundit Squares told me could happen. It would be, in theory, the recessive gene for both. But there is a situation where even two mermaids could have a baby that is just like human. Because they have the <laughs> genetic coding. Now you're like, Austin, don't bring genetics into my fantasy world. Listen, I had to read about how a scientist developed a whole software program to prove that Thanos couldn't snap his fingers, and I think that's fucking stupid. Someone was <laughs> like, oh, well, we've learned a lot, and maybe we can make new cybernetics. Hey, 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 they could have done that without investigating Thanos snapping. They could have just fucking done that, okay? They could have just that enjoyed is... Avengers Infinity War like the rest of us. <laughs> what they, Instead of they being like, he money. wouldn't. 
And then mm-hmm. after they got done wasting money, went to the went to the people who gave them the grant and was like, but we found another way to use all your money we wasted on a fucking movie investigation. Don't worry. <laughs> Please don't worry. Like, don't give me that shit. Like, oh, this is sometimes, sometimes we investigate science fiction. We find new prosthetics and things. Listen, if we cared about the disabled community, we would just put money into the disabled community to help them out mm-hmm. and not investigate dumb movie bullshit and then be like, actually, to help. That's that's like what you say after the fact, so you don't look stupid. Yeah. Instead, you're like inventing like prosthetics and such that like are so inaccessibly expensive yeah. that like nobody actually uses them. Yeah. They have no practical use because they're too expensive. And unless you're going to make them cheaper, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> like- shut up. Anyway, yeah, I wrote Aragon fan fiction, and my big thing, I was big into RPing in forums, that's, like, the, where Mm -hmm. I hang out most of the time when you get into, like... I've never done that. It was a lot of fun, um, it was a lot of fun, I did it in the Aragon community and in Sonic the Hedgehog. The Sonic the Hedgehog community is extremely horny. (laughs) Oh, tell me something I don't know. (laughs) It was, it was, like... In just like but uh, yeah, it was just extremely horny. I definitely should not have been RPing in it, but I did. <laughs> Look at us now. I I'm here now. Um, but yeah, so that that's uh that's all I got with uh fi- I want to write. Fan- I have a fan fiction idea, you know about that. I'm slowly yeah. working on. Yeah, I I'm actively working on a couple nice couple things couple things right now. I did that. Um. Big Bang, Reverse Big Bang, mm-hmm. and a, what that is, and this is the thing that happens on AO3, and then we coordinated it through Discord, is that where an artist comes up with a sketch and then, like, a basic premise of a fan fiction, mm-hmm. and then the writers come in and pick what one they want to do in a, a frenzy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so wild. And then the fan fiction writer writes it, and then the artist finishes the art, but in my case, the artist just kept drawing, and it was great. But Nice. <laughs> and then... And then bam. And then bam. You, you write it in like three months. Bam. Just like that. Yeah. So there's a lot of cool stuff with fan fiction. Um, it's like a nice, like, if you just get tired doing everything else, there's no stakes. Mm-hmm. This can't make you money. That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> it's an un mostly unmonetizable hobby unless you scrape the names off and pull a E.L. James, which, <laughs> don't test me. I'll do it. Hey, listen, with that movie coming out with J.Lo, I think we all should just do it. We should all just do it. This is the year this where... Is, that, is a, that movie is like like watching... So there's a movie trailer out, everybody, for a movie called Marry Me, which is based off of a 2000s webcomic. <laughs> and you watch it and you're like, this is clearly from fanfic.net, right? Question mark? And it's not, because it's an yeah. original webcomic, but it has the same energy because it's from the 2000s and it's a webcomic. Exactly. It's got the vibes but hope that movie's good it looks like it's a fun time i can't wait which to is, watch it yeah i just really kind of want like a fun movie that's not like a hypermax and i love um fast and the furious mm-hmm. don't get me wrong but maybe i want a fun movie that doesn't involve flexing in cars and men <laughs> yeah it's been a, it and driving feels cars like it's been a long time since we've had a movie like this mm-hmm. so yeah like i haven't added any like for lack of a better term chick flicks to my repertoire in a while and I can only watch 27 dresses so many times before I just die. <laughs> before I die. And I think that's going to wrap it up. I think For episode we've, 69. We've done it. We made it past 69 and now there's just no pressure yeah. until we reach 100. Oh god. And that'll be next year if my math's right. <laughs> hey everyone. My, according we, to my calculations. We do this a lot. We if we are 
I can't really hit episode 100 in year two, and that feels wrong, but that's how math works, so. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like we pulled out all the stops for 50, so I don't really know don't what we're gonna know. do. I would I say no we do. I would say we do a clip show, but like we have to do that. Like we don't. We it's just me and Brenda, so we would have to. I go through and I immediately forget what I say Absolutely. in this fan. Like people will be like, some... "That bit was funny." I'll be like, "What?" But like the Sistine Chapel bit, and I was like, "You mean the Sistine made this chapel?" Yeah, that's funny. It's not my joke. <laughs> yeah, and that's then, a great meme. And they're like, "No, like in your podcast." Oh yes, I remember that joke I made. Mm-hmm. Someone did that yesterday. They were just like, "I really enjoyed this bit Brenda did," and I was like. Oh, that's not in my brain anymore. It's gone. <laughs> it's dead. I, I never write anything down for this podcast. I just get on and turn on my audio and black out for an hour and a half until Brenda wakes me I up. I mean, essentially, like, I couldn't tell you what we said this time. Like, there was one point where I was just like, fuck, that's a great line. I should write that down so I remember it. Update. I've forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> I do know what I'm going to say next, which is everyone have a lovely, lovely day. Goodbye. Have a good day. Don't get lost in a snowstorm. Have a good time. Be safe and treat yourself well. And then next week, I don't know what it's going to be. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network. You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host Brenda. And as a reminder, please, 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 if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, throw us a five star review. Helps to show it a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians, see ya.